When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 37th episode of Kiwi and the Bird, Book Nerds in Session. I'm Taylor. I'm Kami. And in this episode, we are going to go into an in-depth discussion about the romantic and angsty Crave by Tracy Wolfe. As you might know, we've implemented a new format for discussion episodes. We're going to try to fit in all of our thoughts and feelings for Crave in just one hour. If you like this new format, let us know. And if you want to support our podcast, you're welcome to click on the link in the episode description. Now, as we discuss everything about Crave, and I mean everything, here is your one and only... Spoiler Spoiler alert! alert. Kami, would you like to give us a spoiler alert sound effect? I will try to do so. In in honor of this being a paranormal story, I'm going to regret this. We're going to go in a paranormal route. Ready? Okay, you legitimately sounded like Emma Watson in the third Harry Potter where she has to pretend like she's the werewolf. Thank you. Yeah, Emma Watson approves. Thank you. And now, on to the show. Okay, the first thing I'd like to talk about is this whole love triangle romance plot that we have going on here. Yes, because I'm like, yeah, it is a triangle, but also it's not. It's like the beginnings of the triangle. Because it's quite one-sided. And, well, there's like hints of the second love interest, right? That See? one line <laughs> from Flint. <laughs> Literally one line. <laughs> but it's enough. It's enough. It's That's enough. true. It's enough. One. Th- <sighs> who do you, okay, first off, who do you prefer, Jackson or Flint? <sighs> okay, well, I feel like it's hard because we didn't get a lot of Flint romantically. Basically, what I know about the guy is that he has a great smile and that he likes Gracie, but then also tries to kill her a few <laughs> times. <laughs> but on Jackson's side, I'm like, this guy's kind of a jerk, but then he did get really sensitive and opened up. And I was like, oh, he's just a vulnerable little guy who had to kill his brother. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think ultimately I would choose Jackson. You know what? That's fair. You know, we did see a lot more of Jackson. Personally, just based on like their appearances, I think I'd go for Flint. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, he just sounded really hot. Yeah, and like he could pick her up really easily, and I'm like, I'd like that in my life. Yes, I I need to stop going upstairs by myself. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing that I've that has been bugging me this whole time about the book. Okay, you know, I didn't. I I, I liked J- Jackson and Grace. I did. Uh huh. I hated the texting. Oh my I gosh, the text <laughs> so much. Here's what you have to understand about me. I despise texting. In real life. In real life. Yeah. Taylor is the only person that I'm comfortable texting with, like actually having a conversation over text with. I'm sure I annoy you. Sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you're like literally the only person. I cannot have conversations with people over text. So I already have that bias against it. <laughs> but just like, it was just so annoying. <laughs> Like, is that how people actually text each other? Kami, I'm kind of afraid that it is. Oh my gosh. That's, like, how do people How do people do it? How do people date and not hate each other? <laughs> I don't know. Like, 
okay. It also bugs me because throughout this the 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 story, you know, Jackson's very mysterious and very brooding, very vampire-esque, right? It's like, but his his character kind of took like a one eighty. Yes. When the texting started, because and then he like liked a bunch of things that that are referenced in our world, right? Yes. He was like, I like Beethoven and Charles Gambino and all these things, and I was like, Why are you telling? You just what? You went from mystery to all of a sudden you're giving her Twilight. He gave her Twilight. He sent her waffles. He like was texting her the whole day, and I was like, that is a whole flip. Where did this come from? Yeah. I agree, yeah. And I wish that Jackson had been brooding for a little bit longer. Yeah. Before that. Like, I really liked seeing, like, the two sides of Jackson. I wish we had seen more of that. You know, Jackson, you know, the king of the school. Yes. Versus Jackson with Grace. I wanted a little bit more of, like, a middle of of the transition. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like you've said, the texting was one thing. I'm Like I said in the recommendation, I'm not the biggest fan of modern language in a book. So texting is, like... Overkill. <laughs> I'm like, send help. <laughs> There's not even gifts. Um, but with Jackson, I do wish that there was a little bit more of a transition where maybe he ignores her first few texts. And then finally, after one day, he decides to just send one back. And then after that, maybe he sends a few more back. And it's a little bit more like he's coming out of his shell. But all of a sudden, like, she texted him and he was just kind of this different person. Well, he texted her first. Oh, he texted her. But then when she texted him back... Then all of a sudden he was saying bad jokes and yeah and doing all of that. I just wish there was a little bit more of a transition. Yeah, because like when we first meet Jackson, like he's very much this aloof type of character. And the more interactions he has with Grace, we see a little bit more of his sassy side. Yes. We see just a little bit more of like who he is rather than what he's trying to portray himself as. Um, and I liked that. I really liked that juxtaposition of like, oh, I'm the king of the school and I have something to prove versus, but I like bad puns. And I like to bite you. (laughs) And yeah. It's like, I liked, I like, I did like that side of him. I just wish it didn't come out as early as it did. One thing for me too, is that I overall like the progression of the romance, Mm -hmm. but the beginning in their first interaction, it got real intimate real fast. Oh my gosh, yes, it did. And I was like, whoa, I, I was just unexpected because he was made out to be so mysterious and kind of cutthroat and ruthless just in the way he spoke to her. But then all of a sudden, they have a really deep heart to heart. And it just seemed a little bit out of place. And then I swear in their second, I think it was their second interaction where he, and you reminded me of this, he sucked her blood off his thumb. Yeah, so she had just... She had had that fight with um, Mark and Quinn. Yes. Right, where they're trying to throw her out. Give her hypothermia. Basically kill her yes. as a prank. <laughs> they're like, it's all a joke. Why so mad? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she was given a warning not to go trapezing through the school at true, night. True, She completely ignored that. <laughs> but, like, you know, Jackson had to come save her. You know, she got a little bit beaten up and she was bleeding from her lip. And he... Puts his thumb on her lip, yep. wipes the blood off, and then sucks it off his thumb. Yeah. Which she thinks is the sexiest thing ever. If a guy did that to me the second time I'd seen him, I'd be like, 911, we got a, I don't even know what we got, but just <laughs> send all forces, all men, snipers. I want snipers out here. Sociopath. A sociopath. <laughs> like, I don't care how hot he is. It's weird. That's weird. Him doing that then was like when Edward licked Bella's tears. Oh my gosh. But kind of worse. 
Because it was so soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Edward knew Bella. <laughs> Before he licked her tears. Yeah. I think even if that scene where he licked her blood had happened later in the book, I think even though I'd be like a little grossed out, <laughs> it's blood. <laughs> it's blood. I think I would better be adjusted to it, though. But it just was quite soon. It was very soon. I mean, even I would have even thought it was somewhat okay after she found out he's a vampire. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, he likes blood. Like, that's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I did like how the romance progressed. But it was like once they, like, had their first kiss, it was just like it skyrocketed from there. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, up and down. It was just like, yeah, we're just making out, like, all the time Well, now. it went from, like, first kiss to I would literally die for you. Yeah. Their relationship spanned six days. <laughs> Like, the, the entirety of, like, their relationships, the, their feelings developing for each other is six days. Yeah. Keep in mind, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet also happens in that time frame. Is there a lesson here? We don't know. The lesson is don't date, don't text. <laughs> <laughs> but also... I'm like, Grace, how do you not know he's a vampire? Even me. I, I feel like I'm typically, like, 70% of the time pretty rational. But even me, if I saw a guy suck blood off his thumb and give me a Twilight book, I'd be like, you're a vampire. In fifth grade, I thought my best friend was a vampire. <laughs> Poor George. <laughs> Poor George. And so, like, how did she not connect the dots here? She connected okay. them quite late. <laughs> the thing is, he sucked her blood. He gave her Twilight. Yes. He didn't wear a jacket outside in the freezing cold. Yep. He's pale as AF. <laughs> he literally lives in a castle where there are vampires depicted everywhere. Yep. How did you, like, literally, how did you not connect the dot sooner? And he's like, you're not safe. Why else would you not be safe if not for supernatural beings? <laughs> I mean, okay, there's other things, but, I mean, vampires is a pretty big one. And I mean, like, everyone, like, kept, like, talking about something and then, like, trailing off, right? <laughs> like, she's like, something's up. And, like, Grace, like, she thought, I was like, yes, something is up. Please figure out what it like, is. Maybe explore it. Like, pursue it. Yeah, she figured out that he was a vampire way too late. Yeah, I do wish she discovered it a little earlier. I think it would just, it would have just helped open up their relationship a little sooner. Yeah. And make her, it might make the story a little bit more realistic. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that it took her so long, I feel like did make it a little less realistic. Which yeah. is kind of funny to say in a paranormal story, but. I mean, you gotta make some of it realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't like how nonchalant she was with Jackson in front of her uncle. <laughs> I was like, oh, if my family even saw me breathe near a boy, I'd go, I'd lock myself in my room. For eight years. I don't even want an association with the boy in front of my family. Like, the second the second they would even think that I'm hanging out with the boy. Yeah. Run. I would die <laughs> of just straight up mortification. Yeah. How did, how did she? She came from his bedroom. Yeah. After making out with him for, like, a really long time. Yeah. Which means, like, your lips are all swollen. Things are happening on your face. Yeah. Probably a hickey, let's be honest. Well, and then wasn't Jackson like, oh, you barely had enough time to put your clothes on? I was like, oh my gosh, this guy has no chill. Like, Honestly, that part was attractive. Okay, it was attractive, I Jackson will say. Was a, but like, Grace was like so shameless about it. Yeah. 
And I was like, girl, that's your uncle. <laughs> like, he runs the school. <laughs> he gets expelled by the school. <laughs> like, just, 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 oh. She also just felt really, really deeply for him. She did. She, I feel like when he texted her back, all of a sudden she was like in head over heels. And I'm like, I, one, texting, but two, is texting this deep? No. There's emojis involved. No way. I mean, that those are fun, but no. <laughs> the one thing that always gets me is the fact that after she finds out he's a vampire, you know, he has that whole thing where he goes with the order to go track down the werewolf, wolf shifter mm-hmm. that um, made the chandelier fall on Grace, like basically trying to kill her. And he essentially tortures him. Yes. The guy's name's Cole, I think. He essentially tortures Cole. Yep. With his telekinesis, which he has. Yes. And then he almost drains him of his blood. Yep. And she's not afraid of him. No. No, she's like, you're just misunderstood. <laughs> well, she's like, he deserved it. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You don't even know what this guy did. <laughs> he deserved it? What? She just trusts him so implicitly. Yes. Okay, but then later in the story... When, you know, Leah has her captured and all of those things. And she's like, yes, this is all part of my plan. You know, I killed your parents and I did all this. And Jackson was a part of my plan. She immediately doubts him. Yeah. And I'm like, where, where's, where, where was that loyalty? <laughs> <laughs> literally, the moment you found out who's a vampire, you were like, no, he's misunderstood. When he literally almost killed someone yeah. in front of everybody. Yeah. But, but, oh, Jackson might possibly not really, not really be betraying you. Oh, I got to run away from him now. I mean, she's being told that by a girl who's been manipulating her. Yeah. So I was like, why are you trusting what she says? I'd probably believe the opposite. Like if Leo told me, oh, this guy hates you, I'd be like, oh my goodness, he's in love. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I never knew. It's almost like you're the villain trying to make me think something else. (laughs) Oh, that part, that part. I was just like, girl... (laughs) <laughs> where's your loyalty i mean it was weird that it was there in the first place because you should have been terrified yeah but like be consistent <laughs> but also there wasn't really if there had been reasoning or or past instances that would cast doubt into her mind of jackson betraying her like if he had instigated certain things or had said certain things and yeah like think he's betraying you there, he didn't really do that. He's actually been pretty loyal and devoted to her the entire time. Literally the entire time. Yeah. And I was like, dude. <laughs> and with the scene with Cole, too, afterwards, Jackson drags her up to his bedroom, and, and he's like, are you afraid of me? And she's like, no. You know, that thing yeah, we've yeah, been yeah, talking yeah. about. And and ultimately, they get closer, and it's, like, getting steamier. And, and he's like, are you sure you want me to do this? And she's like, yeah. And I thought they were talking about a kiss. But then all of a sudden he was like, and he bit her. And I was like, I scared. I she scared. has a biting kink. <laughs> I'm telling you. She welcomed it. She welcomed it like literally with open arms. <laughs> literally. Yeah. That was, I mean, yeah, you expect that from a vampire story. I just didn't expect it in the first book. Well, and also, because I believe it was before their first kiss, right? It kind of no, led that was into. After. Oh, never mind. It was after. I did like their first kiss, though. I did, too. I liked the, like, the lead up to it. I liked the, like, don't, have you ever had something that you wanted? You reached for it, but you're not sure you should take it. Like, what you should, what, what should you do? And he's like, I'm just going to decide to take it. And then yeah. he kisses her. Yeah, that was hot. That was pretty good. That was like, okay, 
all right, he's pretty sexy, little vampire. <laughs> yeah, like, I like Jackson, and I like those little moments, but there are just um other ones where I'm just like, okay, but why? I think the moments that were intended to make me fluster, I think, did, or, like, make me, like, ooh, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. Jackson. Yeah. Um, I do wish that, I mean, this is personal and subjective. I do wish it was offset with a little bit more seriousness with like the texting and like the bad jokes. I wasn't the biggest fan of that, but also that's not really my kind of flirting that I like in books. So yeah. maybe to other people it's really like, woo. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. But as a whole, I did like Jackson and Grace. I don't feel like Flint was really a part of of the romance. <laughs> and tell that one line, like you said earlier. <laughs> Where he's like, when I'm hitting on you, we're both going to know it. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's pretty hot. And not just because <laughs> he's a dragon. That's pretty hot. <laughs> but with him, I felt like things were just a little bit too friendly. I think that was a little bit of the point, right? Like, Grace never thought of Flint that way because she met Jackson. And Flint tried to kill her on multiple occasions. That wasn't until the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, like, she does think this a couple of times where Grace is like, if I hadn't met Jackson, then Flint's smile would have, like, knocked me off my feet or something. Yeah. And I'm like, so what you're saying is if Jackson's out of the picture. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be distracted. (laughs) Yes. So there's definitely that that basis for a love triangle. The foundation. The foundation is there. But um, we'll see where, where, where it goes, you know? I mean, he did try to, like, strangle her. Uh, again, like, <laughs> that's that's actually kind of the meanest way to kill someone is strangling them. Like, this is going to sound bad, but, like, rip out their heart or something. I don't know. I feel like that's or, like, knock her out. Yeah. <laughs> and then kill and her. Then, <laughs> <laughs> like, strangling. It's so personal. It I'm like, that's kind of brutal. It really is, though. Do you feel like, though, that there will be, like, a love triangle with Hudson, though, with Grace? Absolutely not. No. Oh, interesting. If there is, actually, I don't know what I'm getting to. <laughs> I will decide in the future. There's like no way because like there's the whole thing with Leah, right? And I'm assuming that Hudson loves Leah. Here's what I'm. Well, we'll get to it. Actually, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, I'll, I have thoughts on Hudson. Oh. What did you think about the whole paranormal aspect of it? The dragons, the werewolves, the vampires, mm-hmm. the witches. Can't forget the witches and the gargoyles. I liked the vampires and the werewolves because I feel like vampires and werewolves have worked well together. You know, they're very often depicted. I like werewolves more, but that's not a part of this deal. The dragons were interesting, an interesting addition. I wish I knew more about the dragons and more about what they could do. And I also didn't understand how the vampires were more powerful than the dragons. Oh my gosh, same. <laughs> because I'm like, Flint can blow fire and turn into a literal winged creature with claws. And I don't know, like, dragons seemed pretty durable and invincible. But then it does seem like vampires are kind of the top of the hierarchy. Yeah. And so I was like, I was a little bit confused about that proportion of power. I Maybe there is a weakness in dragons. I don't know. I did feel like that was a little strange. Uh, and I wish that the gargoyles had more foreshadow. I feel yeah. like the only foreshadow we get is the gargoyles on the school's face, like the architecture, and then in the library. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that was kind of it, but I just thought they were decorations. <laughs> I literally, I was like, okay, this is just for the goth aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that it was going to be the lead up to an eventual new species reveal at the end. Or what we think is a new species reveal. Yeah. That's still uncertain. Well, because they said that Grace was like the first gargoyle in a century. What? That's what they, like, did they say that? I do think they said that toward what? the end. What? Did I read? I probably read it wrong. But I do wish that there had been more of Grace discovering this herself. And that's what led her to do her actions at the end because then she would know her own capabilities. And I feel like it would have given her something to do besides think about Jackson is kind of do an investigation or maybe realize that she's had certain powers that she's never thought of before or that she's different from witches. And also, does her being a gargoyle mean that she's not the daughter of her parents? Does that mean she's adopted? I have no idea. I literally don't. I mean, I'm assuming it's probably information we get in other books, but I do wish there was more of a lead up. Yeah. Honestly, I think with me with the paranormal, I liked where Tracy Wolf was going with it. I just wish that we did have more information on the other species. Yes. Like, we were introduced to the witches because her Grace's uncle and her cousin are both as a warlock and a witch, right? But we don't really get to see what their magic does. Yeah. We don't really... Like, we kind of get some inkling from, like, the librarian and from one of the nurses that, like, there's, like, elementals and healers, but that's, like, it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but, like, that was revealed within, like, half of the book. Yes. And we don't really get anything else on witches. And, you know, with dragons, like, Flint is such a big part of the story, right? And we, we know he can turn into a dragon. We know he can get fire and ice. And for whatever reason, Flint can also grow flowers in his palm. Wait, what? Yeah. He can grow flowers in his palm. He did the whole forget-me-nots, and that's when he did, like, his whole little line. Because he put the flower in Grace's hair. Oh, I did not process that. Yeah. so <laughs> I just has... thought the flowers came from somewhere. <laughs> no, he, he grew the flowers. So, like, dragons apparently have some power. Some magic. And I know they can go from, like, I just wish I had more information. Like, we got so much on vampires, which, yes, we should have gotten more on vampires because Jackson Vega is a vampire. And it's kind of like the primary species in the book. Yes. But I do, like, I just wish there was more information on the other ones to kind of subside that. To, like, mm. really, like, build the world and be like, this is, like, the hierarchy. This is why this is this. Or this is why dragons and vampires are, like, clashing. Because, like, maybe they're most powerful. Things like that. Yeah. Um, Because I was also thinking about, like, Jackson and Flint's feuds with each other. And I was like, so who could take who? A, a dragon, right? A dragon. I, I'm thinking like Game of Thrones, Daenerys Targaryen, Drogon. Well, see, I'm thinking, you know, Jackson's supposed to be the most powerful, right? Because he has telekinesis and he's like, can literally make earthquakes that he does with his horniness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so If like, the world's a rockin', don't come a knockin'. <laughs> so, like, I'm assuming Jackson could take Flint. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he's like the most powerful vampire. And from the book, it's it's assumed that the Order, like his little vampire friends, can't do the same. Yes. So if like a regular vampire was against a dragon, who would win? Yeah. You would think a dragon. Like, But like what about vampires with fire? Isn't that a weakness of theirs? Yeah. I feel like I'm always going to choose dragon. I, I feel like just of my understanding of dragons that they should be the ones who win. I don't know, man. I mean, I was also just thinking because Grace also has, like, so many questions about the supernatural aspect of it. Um, She's like, 
oh, well, vampires can do this or can dragons can do this. And like she was like constantly asking herself things in, in, in her internal monologue. Yeah. But we don't get most answers to those. Yeah. It's always like, oh, this is not the right time to think about this. And then it's kind of moved on. Yes. And I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. I wish we did get more answers with the questions that she had because once those questions were presented, then they were put in my mind and then I wanted to know what they were. And also I felt like, I mean, we're at we're at an academy. I feel like there were so many opportunities for Grace to learn about these creatures, even just through her classes. And also, are there special classes for vampires and dragons and werewolves and witches? Like, do they have to take certain, do they have different curriculums because they're supernatural? I feel like there was more on the school side, too, that could have helped supply information Mm -hmm. and also build out why these people would go to a school together. Yeah. Like, is it like, they can't be anywhere else because they get hunted or, like, they just can't. Yeah, like, why are they all together? Yeah, like, do they have to learn to control themselves? Do they need to learn how to use their powers? Like, I do wish that there were things more spelled out that way because I just couldn't quite understand the purpose of the school besides it just being a setting. Yeah, and I think with every species, I think there might be, like, a head of yeah. all of the, 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 the paranormals. Mm-hmm. right like for the vampires it's jackson for the dragons i'm assuming it's flint yeah especially since in the scene with grace in the library like he can do the fire and the ice but can also do the flower things and then he mentions like oh yeah well i'm the only one that can do that yes and you know like so you assume he's that leader so like i kind of want to know like who's the leader for the werewolves you know yeah. they might have mentioned it with like cole you know being the alpha but i was like show me he's the alpha though yeah or like a bit of foreshadow a bit of information distribution so that I'm not having to learn it in the in the middle of a fight mm-hmm. but I can understand it over time. Yeah, I want to know who the leaders are. I want to see them like face off in the interactions. I want to see the dynamics between. Yes. Like I yeah, I think the biggest thing is I wish I saw more dynam the dynamics between the different species. Like I wanted to see vampire witch, witch dragon, dragon shifters, werewolves things. Yes. And I wanted to see to the clicks in the story. I wanted to see them cleverly undermine each other. Yeah. And that way we can kind of see more other characters besides just the few that we get. And it can kind of feel like the school's a little bit more alive. But also, too, like you said, to understand the deni- the dynamics. Who is the weakest species? How are they going to try to get to the top? You know, I feel like the weakest was werewolves. I think so. But that's because we knew the least about them. Yes. And it just seemed like everyone regarded them as, like, angry dogs. Yeah. Essentially. And so I feel like even like that, like having more of the politics of the cliques and things like that would have maybe helped build that out a little bit more. Yeah, and I wish we had met more of the other species. Because in the beginning, like, at that welcome party for Grace, like, we kind of, like, see the distribution of them. Like, you see, like, the four different cliques. Yes. Right? And you're like, oh, we're going to meet some of them. And you kind of do. But then it's, like, kind of wishy-washy mm-hmm. and that, like, for example, with Macy's boyfriend, yes. Cam, is he a warlock? Yeah. Was he a warlock? Actually, when we first met him, I thought he was going to be, like, some fae or something. Yeah, something like that. But I don't believe there are fae in this no, book. I don't think so. So it's, like, and, like, we meet some of other ma- of some of Macy's other friends, but they never make another appearance mm-hmm. again. Yes. And so I just, I wish we had met more side characters of different species. Like, I wanted to meet more dragons. I didn't, yes. I didn't just want Flint to be, like, the, just the only dragon. I, mean, I wanted to see the other ones. 
and it's just to see like the difference of power within every species yes right because the vampires we see jackson versus the order like we see the difference in power yeah what's the difference between flint and the rest of them yeah what's the difference between macy she considered powerful like yeah because macy too i feel like macy disappeared from the last of the book that's because she's graces with jackson all the time (laughs) and i know i've said this before but how the freak did Gracie not know that beforehand? About the the paranormal. The par- well, also, too, whose idea was it? I know it was her uncle's. To bring a human, seemingly, at that time, to a school full of supernatural creatures. Like, that's not going to go right in any way, shape, form, or capacity. My question is, why didn't she know about it sooner? If her father was a warlock, why not tell? That's going to come up in her life at some point. Yeah, especially when her uncle runs an academy for Supernatural. And I mean, like, why not? I The the whole reasoning of, oh, I didn't tell you to protect you. It's always a reasoning that will drive me crazy in books. Always. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, by the way, you know that um arterial nick you had that almost killed you? You got a vampire bite. Yeah. Two, actually. But also, don't look up, don't peel your bandage. Like, of course she's going to peel her bandage. How is she going to change it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the way that was handled, I was just like, do you actually care if she dies? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also wish, too, that there was just more of her uncle kind of stepping in as headmaster and being like, hey, werewolves, you try to kill my niece. Like, a little bit more consequence, a little bit more, like, principal to tension kind of thing. Well, I think the point of it was, like, so much happens between the students, and they all, like, there are no snitches. (laughs) So, like, he's not going to (laughs) know. No one's going to tell him. No. Unless, like, something big happens. Like, oh, I don't know. Jackson almost killing a werewolf in front of everyone. (laughs) But then he, he didn't really get in trouble for that. And I liked that there was the sense that even though her uncle tries to control the school, he can't really because of the politics. But I do wish that was just a little bit more reinforced. Or, like, I wish that... They did at, at least somewhat adhere to him because he is the headmaster. Yes. Right? Like, Jackson knows he's more powerful, but he maybe would know, like, not to cross the line with the headmaster just because, you know, this is his school. He does have to respect at least that. Or maybe, like, her Grace's uncle is a really respected warlock and he has mm-hmm. high standing or something like that. But we don't, we didn't really get to know about the, the hierarchies within the species. Even. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's talk about side characters. We have a few in this book. We have Macy, the cousin, Leah, the antagonist, Jackson. I don't know who that is. Barely mentioned throughout the book. (laughs) (laughs) Flint, uh, Grace's uncle, her parents. A whole lot of people to talk about. What were your thoughts? The second we met Leah, I knew she was the villain. Yeah, I instantly knew. I was like, yep, she's the bad, bad guy. No hesitation. Like, one, she's the most beautiful girl in the world, which means what in a school setting? She's going to be the meanest one. (laughs) Two, she's speaking in a weird language, hidden in the library. She has ulterior motives. Yep. Like, the second you meet her, you're like, bad girl. Three, she lost her boyfriend in a tragic way, and Jackson killed her boyfriend, who is his brother. Motivation. Motivation. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Leo's the bad guy, and she's gonna try to resurrect Hudson. Like that wasn't a doubt within my mind. And so, I mean, I don't, I actually don't mind when, like, if I guess something before it happens because Mm -hmm. it means that there was the foreshadow or the vibes. I don't, I don't necessarily mind it, but it was 
pretty apparent to me that she was the bad guy. And it was apparent literally from the start. Yeah. Also, I'm like, you want all these girls nice? Okay. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do kind of wish that there was more of the other species involved. So, like, we at least doubt that Leah is the villain, even if we suspect it. Yeah. A little bit more question of, like, oh, is it her? Or mm-hmm. are we just assuming it's her because she suffered this terrible loss? Yeah. Something like that. It's like... Her, like, I liked her place in the story, but, like, she didn't come. I wish she was, like, a little bit more, you know? I wanted to see her be a little bit more malicious. Yes. Like, a little bit more devious. Yes. Yeah. Because with the tea at the end, also when she gave that tea, I was like, that tea's bad. (laughs) Don't drink it. (laughs) But I do, I did like how the tea was, like, a subtle way for her to infiltrate and Mm -hmm. to disarm. And so, like you said, maybe a little bit more of that would have maybe built her up a little bit. And and would have given her a little bit more prestige. Yeah. But what did you think about the order? I was not expecting them to be as goofy as they were. Oh, they were so goofy. It was actually kind of cute. It you was know, like they were cute. just like band of brothers. They were. But again, like it's it's kind of the same thing with Jackson. Like you hear about like, oh, they're the order, you know? And like Based on the descriptions of them from, like, the beginning of the book, they're just, like, always around Jackson. You know, they're, like, stoic, stone-faced, like, kind of intimidating group. Yes. And I kind of wish we saw more of that before we saw the goofy side. Me too, because, I mean, we don't... I, I know that in the beginning of the story, we see instances where Jackson's walking with these other guys, but they don't even get named as the Order until, I think, like, two-thirds in by Macy, if I'm remembering right. I think she she names them pretty early on. Mm. I think it's, like, within 40 pages, but we don't actually get to meet them until, like, about two-thirds into the book. And and I do like that we did get a little bit of their personalities. I do wish that we got a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I wish we knew why they were a part of the Order, who they were to Jackson. Like, are they intended to protect, protect Jackson, or are they just friends? Are they forced together because of politics did they come together naturally like what are their relationships yeah are they are like are they are their families high ranked in the vampire world yes like i mean by their interactions i'm assuming they're there by choice i feel like for me it was like choice and high rank yeah something like that kind of like ladies in waiting for a queen yeah a little <laughs> but, bit but men in waiting for jackson <laughs> But yeah, I do wish we'd gotten more of their personalities. Like, I wanted to see, like, the differences between them other than just their physical descriptions. Yes. Which, if you didn't know, they're all hot. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Literally, every single guy Grace saw, she was like, oh my goodness, he's hot. Oh my goodness, he's hot. Oh my goodness, he's hot. I'm like, there are a lot of hot people. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. And I mean... There is one scene where we do see more of the side characters, which is during the snowball fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked, I actually liked that scene simply because, you know, you see, you kind of get the feel of the different species without actually knowing the species because Grace at this point doesn't know about the paranormal at this point. Yeah. 
But, like, we do see, like, the the other characters. You see, like, Mark and Quinn, right? And you see, like, other ones, but they're all, like, kind of, like, fighting against each other in a serious but not serious manner. Yes. And I think that's exactly the kind of thing that you want in this type of setting. Yes. Because, obviously, like, they're kind of warring for, with each other, and there's a, there's a tone of seriousness, but you're still in a high school. <laughs> yeah. And so there's going to be some shenanigans going on. Mm-hmm. Some playfulness, but with that undercurrent of don't take it too far. Yeah, and I wish we had gotten a bit more of the side characters in that. Yeah, in that little fight. Because I think too, when we focus on the side characters, it did take the attention off of Jackson. So then you could look forward to seeing Jackson again, but also mm-hmm. have these new people to get to know. Yeah, because like for example, with Macy, I think that she was way too supportive. She was all for it. Like I feel like if I if my cousin was a human and it was kind of my duty on said duty to protect her, I would say get away from Jackson. He's a literal vampire. He'll bite you. Like this is not it. Well, she Macy kind of does a one eighty. Yeah. Like at one point she's absolutely terrified of Jackson. Like straight up, like this man will murder me. Yeah. And then this she sees one little interaction with Jackson and Grace. Yeah, with the ankle. Yes, and then she's like, oh my gosh, you should totally date him. Yeah, I'm like, even if they have cute moments, that doesn't mean he's good for her. She's human, seemingly, you know? (laughs) Like, it's your job to protect her. I do wish that maybe over time she had warmed up to him, but she does kind of, after the ankle thing, go, girl, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, she could have been a way better source of information. Like, she was honestly just the support. Yes. And she could have been more. Yeah. I also, just because she is a witch, like, she does have these qualities to her. She did have these little quirks that I appreciate that they were there, but I wish they were a little bit more explored. That she had a bit more of a place in the story that wasn't just in direct support to uh, to Grace, but that she was doing things on her own. And I feel like, I mean, with her relationship with Cam, I'm like, girl, dump him. She you don't be like him. No, she was just like thirsting over Flint and then Jackson. Yeah. She's essentially Grace, but like kind of with the boyfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, if if you're not happy, like just date Flint. Who cares? Yeah. Dragons and witches, let's do it. Yeah, but like apparently that would be a big deal, but she didn't make it seem like it. Yeah. Well, and that would be a big deal, but then Grace and Jackson, like I guess it was a big deal, but not like yeah, but she's interspecies. Human, yeah, so she's like not. She's like, uh, what's it? What's that one country called? That's neutral. Switzerland. Ground? Yes, <laughs> she's that. Grace is that. I do wish too that we did see more of Grace's uncle and Macy's dad. Uh, Finn. Finn, <laughs> and. Because, uh, like we've said, he is the headmaster. I do wish he had a bit more of just, like, a powerful presence, even with just that fact. Like, why was he chosen to wrangle a a school full of supernatural? Like, you have to be qualified to have that position. And and I do wish that there were more bonding moments between him and and Grace. Because she often says, like, oh, he reminds me of my dad. But I just wish that there was actually a deeply connected moment with him. Because it seemed like, yeah, her uncle cared about her, but then not really. He was surprisingly out of the picture, and it's always because of his job as a headmaster, and I'm like, how much are you actually doing? Yeah, and how, how much can you control? Yeah. I also didn't like the fact that once Grace figures out about the paranormal and she asks her uncle, like, about her dad and everything, he doesn't actually give her the story. Yeah. 
Even though that's like literally the moment to give her the story. Also, it's her right. It's her parent. It's her dad who just died. Literally a month ago. Yeah. Your brother. <laughs> yeah. It did. It bugged me that he didn't tell her. Yeah. Like, and he could have been that source of information because we had been building up to that, right? With the reveal of like, yeah, we are warlocks. And then maybe we could have gotten more about warlocks and the hierarchy there, why he was chosen. Like, it just could have been, again, we just needed more exposition. Yeah. And two, when, when her uncle was like, hey, it's getting too dangerous here. I want to send you back to San Diego. I was like, well, one, how did you not expect for this to happen? <laughs> <laughs> but also, two, it just, again, felt dismissive because he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was personally caring about her. Like, hey, it's dangerous here. Would you want to go back to San Diego? Like, what would her life even be like back in San Diego? He promised to protect her, but it's not really like he's upholding it. There's not really any any deepness behind him. There's no action behind the words. Yeah. Which maybe that maybe that's what his character is intended to be, but I just felt like it it didn't I felt like there should have been more with him. There should have been. Yeah. He was very I mean, there is a certain aspect to these boarding school type of settings where the adults can't really be involved because if they were then the drama wouldn't happen. True. But he was just like a little bit too Uninvolved. Yes. The ending. Dun, dun, dun. Again, not really surprised that Leah was the villain. Nope. I, like I said, though, I don't really mind that it was that I guessed it. I think, though, I wish that the ending had a little bit more clarification and that things weren't so back and forth. Because Grace escapes... She comes into contact with uh, Flint, ultimately, at some point. He tries to kill her. Jackson intervenes. She escapes. She gets recaptured by Leah, puts is back where she started, where she's tied up to the altar. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that could have maybe been reordered or clarified so that it just didn't feel so back where I started. Um, and in terms of the ending with, with Hudson kind of making the comeback, you know, Grace diving between... Jackson and taking the blow. I, I, I'm like, uh, your brother who's been this deadly figure, is, I, there was a ritual to bring him back to life. Leah was obviously happy when she died. Like, we should be more worried about this. I wish there was a little bit more worrying. I know that Grace and Jackson talk a little about a little bit about it. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm researching it and stuff. But I'm like, this is a pretty big deal. <laughs> like, you killed your brother. <laughs> and he's back, possibly. Like, there was some... I just wish there was a little bit more of a reaction on their part because after that whole ordeal with the ritual and everything, it seems like outside of the romance, there wasn't much consequence for it. No, yeah, that's true. I agree with you. I do think that there was too much back and forth between like the fight between Leah and Flint and then Jackson coming into the fray and then Leah like manipulating Grace into thinking that Jackson had something to do with her parents dying kind of thing. Um, what you said before we started recording actually had a chord with me. <laughs> Where you said that if Flint wanted to kill Grace, <laughs> he could have done it in a way more efficient way. Yeah. And that why is he going to strangle her if he can turn into a dragon and just knock her head off? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's just a little, like, honestly, it's a little kinder. And I just, because... 
I, I swear it's after he strangles her that he gets into the fight with Leah. And then, like, he tries to punch, like, a dragon-ish hand into Leah's chest, I think, if I'm remembering this right. And I'm like, hey, you could have done that with Grace and your problems would have been solved. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I think also for me, I was a little confused in the end as to what Grace was. Yes. Because obviously she's not human. You know, we're, no. we're giving we're given that implication very heavily. Yes. And so it seems like, okay, from my, from what I read, it seems like she was a gargoyle. Mm-hmm. Or if she wasn't a gargoyle, she had traits of a gargoyle in that she was trapped and she left like a stone body behind. Yeah. I'm still unsure about this. And I wish that was a little bit clearer. Mm-hmm. I do wish, like what you said before, that maybe she had maybe had more of like something inside of her that came out because of these paranormal things happening because of the where she was. You know, if she's not human, then like let's see that a little bit beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she might not know what it is, but like she might have to call for it in turn in a time of desperation. You know, Jackson's dying, the black smoke, all of those things. Yeah. So I do wish there was a bit more of that. Also, I think that they were way too ride or die with each other in the end. Oh my goodness, they were like, like it was like this is it. It's you and I. We're in this together. Romeo and Juliet. What am I saying? It's like that one song where it's like, kiss for another, die for each other. <laughs> yeah, like that line. <laughs> it's, it's them. That's yeah, them. Yeah, that's literally them. And I'm like, I get that you like each other. Oh, I'm sorry. They love, love each, each other. other. You've known each other for a week. Calm down. Slow your roll. <laughs> Chill your freaking britches. <laughs> you're like, you're a senior, so you're like, what, 17, 18? Yeah. You don't know jack squat. <laughs> You might, okay, I can't deny it. You might love each other. You might, you know? Love happens. (laughs) There's also something called logic and thinking. Which they didn't have. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, in terms of the sequel, like, what do you think will happen? What do I think will happen in the sequel? Well... I'm still debating if I think there will be a love triangle with Grace Hudson and um, Jackson, considering that we have Flint, because I square it could be square, a love square love square. I feel like it could potentially be because I feel like in the next book I think we're gonna have two perspectives. I think we're gonna have Jackson, and I think we're gonna have Grace, and I think Grace is gonna get a greater understanding of Hudson and why he did what he did and why he, he believed what he did. I feel like there's going to be another side to that. And that at the end, she's kind of going to have to make a decision between if she believes Hudson or if she believes Jackson. And that maybe in the time that she's been gone, Jackson kind of changes a little bit, becomes a darker version of himself in his desperation to get her back. And so it's a harder decision for her. I don't know where Flint fits in, though. Before we recorded, we were speculating, and you had mentioned that Flint's going to end up with Macy, and I do think that will happen, which is why I'm not necessarily sure if there will be quite a love triangle with Flint and Gracie, considering that if he does get with her cousin, I don't know, I feel like it's weird to get with someone's cousin if he dated them. And it's happened before. It's happened before, but, and so in that regard, I'm not sure. But what about you? What do you think will happen in the sequel? Um, I don't think that there'll be a love triangle between Hudson and Jackson. I can see it happening, but I don't think it will. 
Simply because, I mean, there has to be a villain. True. And so I think Hudson's going to be that villain. I do think we're going to see like a little bit of a redemption kind of like side arc for him. Or like understanding. Something. We're going to see his backstory. We're going to see his story. We're going to be like, oh, wait, he's not as bad as he is. I do think that it, you're right in that Jackson's probably going to turn like dark or something. Some magic thing's going to happen. Maybe he like loses a little bit of his humanity, you know, mm, yeah. as ha- as what happens. His soul is gone. Some, yeah. Because yep. <laughs> so, to travel to the other dimension, he has to die or, some, you know, something yes, like that. Yes. He kind of like gets taken out of the picture. So the second love interest kind of like swoops in. Flies in. Flint. What's flies up? in. We don't know if it's going to be Flint. <laughs> yeah. Who's flying in? But yeah, I definitely think that's going to happen. I think we are going to see more of um, maybe more power from Grace. Say how she kind of fits into all of this. Because basically this whole story was like, why is Grace important? Mm-hmm. And like, I am kind of curious as to figure that out. Well, and, it may, and the story made it seem like gargoyles are like kind of like a secret weapon. Because it was only Grace who could be sacrificed to bring back Hudson. Uh-huh. It seems like gargoyles are kind of like the key to something. So I think Hudson will try to help Grace come into her powers. And it's seemingly for a good reason, but it's actually, he just wants to use her. Or maybe he like wants to use her to bring back Leah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he didn't love Leah at all. Who knows? Who knows? That'd be kind of terrible though. That would be very sad. Like Leah was not the greatest, but. She tried. She tried. She was heartbroken. A little bit. But you also had the prediction that earlier that um finn foster was going to die oh i don't think he's gonna die in the second one i know mm. that there are four books in this series yes he's probably gonna die in the third or fourth one it, it makes sense yeah but again like i haven't read them this is only my prediction <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen next no these are just our thinkings i also think another adult role in the story like an adult character mm. is gonna be introduced and they might die i think to that Maybe Macy will. Actually, I don't know if I think that. I I think it would be interesting to see if maybe Macy like took went villainous. You know, if her dad died or something like that. I don't think that happened. Like a dark witch thing going on, but I'm not. I'm not sure on that one. I don't think so. Feels too outlier. Yeah, yeah. Will there be another snowball fight though in the sequels? Oh my gosh, that's that is the important question. Though I will say, okay, this is a little bit off topic from the ending. But I do appreciate what Tracy Wolf was trying to do in, instead of just doing vampires versus werewolves, she did vampires versus dragons. Yeah, you know? it was different. A little twist. little fiery. little twist on that. Like, yeah. we'll see, maybe in the sequel, we'll see, like, more of why they're enemies. Mm. Like, is it because dragons breathe fire and vampires are very susceptible to fire? Like... <laughs> Maybe we'll see more of that. But I did like what she did try to do with that. And I would like to see more. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Mm -hmm. Now we just gonna, we're just gonna fire off our little one minute questions. One minute questions about, you know, themes in this book. Uh, Like survival scenarios. How would we survive? How would we do it? Hey, if you had to attend an isolated academy in the middle of Alaska, how would you survive amongst your supernatural peers? I, for one, would never leave my room, uh, which is actually on par with how I exist currently. And two, I would learn everything I could about the supernatural so I could play the game 
You know, I would pit the vampires against the dragons. I would make friends with the werewolves. I would try to create as much of a bond with as many people as I could to integrate myself into the society and secure my place. Dang. What about you, though? Seduction? Hey. <laughs> no, um, I go one of two ways in every single one of these situations. <laughs> I would either seduce someone or I would die. <laughs> and that is still true. Here's, I'm not meant for cold climates. I've lived in a cold climate my whole life, so you would think that I would be like accustomed to it. I'm not meant for cold climates. I would just die from just living in Alaska. That's fair. In terms of like supernatural, I would do this probably the same thing you would in just like going to the library, reading up and just finding out all their weakness, weaknesses and exploiting them. Yeah, I feel like if you're at the bottom of the food chain, you got to get power somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, question two. If you were invited to join a snowball fight, what would be your strategy for winning the game? Again, I am not suited for colder climates. <laughs> I never liked snowball fights as a child. <laughs> what I would do, I would I would pull a pita and just hide. <laughs> I would just hide throughout the whole thing. I don't know if I could climb a tree because that kind of sounds terrifying, but I used to be really good at it as a kid. Hmm. So I'd probably climb a tree and just like hide out. For me, all you need in a snowball fight is a snow shovel. (laughs) (laughs) And I know this from personal experience because you just get the snow shovel and you just dump it on people. That's how you win. I mean, the bad thing is when you accidentally hit someone in the head with it, which actually that did occur. You did give someone a concussion. Well, allegedly, (laughs) allegedly. (laughs) If you're listening, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. There was no correlation. But I would go snow shovel or, as Obi-Wan Kenobi says, I have the high ground Anakin. Always go for the high ground. Ooh. But I can't climb trees. So, a hill. <laughs> <laughs> if you had the attention and adoration of a royal vampire, a.k.a. Jackson, how would you react? I would please say, I would say, please don't bite me. And I'd say, I, I don't want to kiss you knowing that you've drunk blood. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. The idea grosses me out. This is why I don't like vampires. I'm like, you drink blood and then people kiss you? A little gross. Well, I mean, sometimes you get your own blood in your mouth. Like, you know, but, if you have a cut. But, like, but then if I got my own blood and then I kiss someone, it feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So I would react by rejection. <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> um, I would be flattered, but I'd go, you know what? I'm not looking for a relationship right now. I'm going to have to pass. It's not me, it's you. (laughs) What about you? I would put him in his place. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so what? You're the most powerful vampire ever. You think you're going to intimidate me with your freaking face? Okay? (laughs) Your little pretty boy face? Don't even try. Okay? I will put him in, but see, I will put him in his place with comedy. That's the only way to put people in place. I will be so funny that people... (laughs) Can't help but agree with me. You're like, I am the alpha now. Exactly. <laughs> and then he might fall in love with me just because I'm so defiant. Apparently that's his thing. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'm totally going to put him in his place. I don't care how menacing you look. You're not that menacing. So what? You can break people's fingers with your mind. <sighs> yeah. Try me. Huh. I can I can break someone's fingers with a hammer. <laughs> You're not special. <laughs> oh, you can do it without lifting a finger? Oh, I have to. But guess what? I put more work in than you do. <laughs> I'm hardworking, I'm dedicated, and I'm effective. (laughs) (laughs) 
And for our last question, if you were the sacrifice in a ritual, how would you go about disrupting the process so you can escape? No one wants to talk about this, okay? But if you have to be killed at a certain time in the night, like, oh, I don't know, let's say 1217 when the stars <laughs> align, <laughs> like in this story, just kill yourself before that time. You got to take the martyr martyr road. I don't think I said that word right, but the we're going to go with it. Martyr route? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, if you're dead, things can't happen. And you know what? That was the that was Flint's thinking in this story. Yeah. She could have just done it herself. He just went about it in the slow way. Yeah. The slow, terrible way. Exactly. I think for me, I mean, there is always that option. Like, if you are the key ingredient, just remove yourself. Yes. Um, or, <laughs> oh, I would just be so freaking annoying. They'd try to say the words. I'd go, I can't concentrate. <laughs> I'd start counting so they can't think. I'd kick. I'd flail. I'd freaking, if they came at me with a knife, <laughs> I would just go wild. Yeah, that's kind of my approach is just go down fighting. See, yeah, and you know what? That would work. Just like seeing it's a small world, maybe pee your oh, pants. Yeah. That <laughs> that might make them kill you faster. <laughs> yeah, and then guess what? They won't be able to do it at the exact time that oh, they need to. Oh, there you go. You annoy them so they prematurely kill you. Exactly. Oh, that's easy to do. <laughs> My sister does that to me almost every day. <laughs> there you go. Thank you all so much for joining us in today's in-depth discussion about Crave by Tracy Wolf. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the series and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh, happens.